Welcome back to Global Maritime News, the podcast, bringing you the most impactful news reports and analysis across the global shipping and supply chain industry over the past half week. I'm Levine, your host, and as of Sunday, the 27th of February, 5 p.m. Singapore time, these are the major stories. First up in the escalating conflict between Russia and Ukraine, Ukraine's oil and gas facilities have been attacked by Russian forces, and in response, oil tanker rates have spiked. Furthermore, cyber warfare used in this Russian-Ukraine conflict threatens the cybersecurity of global supply chains. Also in the podcast, the burning ship, packed with luxury cars, the Felicity Ace, has finally started its first stage of salvage operations. And moving over to the environmental aspect of shipping, the port of Vancouver has started to limit scrubber discharge. Starting off with Russia's invasion of Ukraine, on Sunday, the 27th of February, officials reported that Russian forces have attacked oil and gas facilities in Ukraine, which has sparked huge explosions. One facility that was struck by Russian missiles includes an oil terminal in Vasilkiv, southwest of Kiev, Ukraine's capital. Online posts showed that the blasts sent huge flames and smoke into the sky. A Ukraine state agency also reported heavy fighting for Ukraine's second-largest city, Kharkiv, where Russian troops blew up a natural gas pipeline. Fortunately, Ukraine's gas pipeline operator reported that the transit of Russian gas to Europe via Ukraine was ongoing normally. This is significant to the maritime sector because it potentially disrupts global oil suppliers, especially as Russia is the third largest producer of oil worldwide, providing roughly one of every 10 barrels the global economy consumes. As such, this will affect bunker prices and related voyage costs for shipping. Relatedly, global oil tanker rates have spiked higher on rising fuel prices and risk premiums. In particular, crude tanker rates rose with the Baltic Dirty Tank Index finishing at 1,147 points on Friday, which was the highest level since May of 2020. Rates increased dramatically for ships leaving Russia, especially on the TD-6 for voyages from the Black Sea to the Mediterranean and the TD-17 for voyages across the Baltic Sea to the UK or continental Europe. Gibson shipbrokers commented that the fallout for Russian loading cargo was eventually felt as owners asked huge premiums from charterers to take on the risk both physically and reputationally. It's not just the risk of Russian oil supplies being disrupted, but also that any further sanctions on Russia could cause Russian oil and gas supplies to be off-limits. This could in turn trigger a rush for energy traders to secure alternative supplies that could tie up vessels on trips to exporters outside the Black Sea region. Furthermore, Gibson shipbrokers also said that some companies are not trading or transporting Russian commodities due to legal consequences. Furthermore, large and public companies also do not want to be seen supporting the Russian economy. Also, insurance rates for ships entering the area have risen, with Reuters reporting that an additional 7-day war risk insurance cover has been quoted at up to 5% of insurance costs, up from an estimated 0.025% just on Monday. So far, Western sanctions have targeted Russian banks and companies deemed important to the Russian government. These U.S. blacklistings have had an indirect impact on shipping, with banks VTB and PSB sanctioned for providing ship financing, as well as ships in which PSB has a stake. 
They also affected Softcom flot as the U.S. restricted purchases of new equity and debt issuances. Moving over to the cybersecurity aspect of the Ukraine invasion, unfortunately, cybersecurity for shipping and global supply chains are once again threatened by the possible use of cyber warfare in the conflict. Shipping authorities, insurers, and NATO have issued warnings about the threat of electronic interference in the Black Sea, which includes measures that affect the global positioning systems, GPS, and the automatic identification system, AIS data. Officials have also warned about communication jamming. PNI insurer Guard shared in a note to members on Friday that there have been reports that electronic warfare may be employed, and if so, that it can affect electronic systems on vessels. Both the NATO Shipping Center and the U.S. Maritime Administration have warned that AIS spoofing, which involves faking ships' positions on vessel tracking data, could be used to target shipping. GPS interference, which could impact bridge navigation, communications equipment, and other systems, has also been identified as a threat by NATO and the U.S. administration in the aftermath of Russia's latest moves in Ukraine. This would also not be the first time in the Black Sea where security officials in the U.S. and Europe reported GPS outages affecting multiple ships back in April 2020. Moving away from the Ukraine conflict, the Felicity Ace is finally in the first phase of salvage operations. By the end of Thursday local time, salvage crews were able to board the car carrier after drifting for more than a week. They were able to secure the vessel with a tow line and are now embarking on a multi-stage salvage operation. Previous attempts to board the vessel has been hampered by the fire's persistence and rough seas. According to preliminary reports, the fire has been extinguished with no visible flames or smoke coming from the vessel. However, the team reports that temperatures remain high, particularly in the midship section. For cargo interests on the Felicity Ace, the Volkswagen Group stated that it believes that many of the vehicles have been damaged to the point where they can no longer be delivered. According to the company, it is working with buyers to find individual solutions, while some dealers are telling buyers who had cars loaded on the ship that they will be put at the front of the queue. And moving on to our final story of the day, the port of Vancouver has limited the discharge of scrubber wash water. From March 1st this year, ships anchored or moored at the berth will be prohibited from discharging scrubber wash water. This comes after a 2019 study commissioned by the port that focused on the Burrard Inlet discharge that found that it could result in concentrations of metals that exceed thresholds set for the protection of aquatic wildlife. The new restriction comes as Vancouver councillor Pete Fry launches a broader campaign to lobby provincial and federal governments to prohibit the discharge of scrubber wash water across Canada. And that is all for today's episode. If you want to comment on this podcast and the topics that we have covered, you can send us an email. The address is maritimenewspodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at Global Maritime News. I'm Levine Tan, your host, and until next time, goodbye.